This is Robert from Twin Peaks, and you're listening to Inspirado Projecto. Got a light? Inspirado Man here. What do you think about the cancel culture? They're threatening to cancel Josh Whedon and take off Buffy the Vampire Slayer. Of course, they canceled Mr. Potato Head, Speedy Gonzalez. Um, the cancel culture wars continue now. Ernest Hemingway is on the chopping block. Um, what else have they canceled? Um, there's just too many to think of here. Um, video games, but like I said, Buffy the Vampire Slayer and Ernest Hemingway, what do you think? Oh, cancel, cancel, why you gotta cancel, cancel? Um, cancel culture. It's interesting because my view of the cancel culture is basically... Um, whatever you see as trending topics on Twitter. And, you know, you can buy, for $250, you could buy trending topics. You can pay troll farms, click farms. You could pay these rooms full of these people who are paid tiny amounts of money who have a bunch of different aliases on Twitter and whatnot. So what you do is first you buy the trending topic, then you buy the click farm. And what happens is now it looks like it's an organic thing when, um, you know, you're someone like Vanguard or BlackRock who owns conglomerates of corporations. (laughs) You can sort of like orchestrate it. So all these things seem to step in line just sort of ubiquitously. Um, oh, that's interesting. Everyone just seems to be using the same lingo. Oh, that's quite interesting. Um, so you buy those things. You pay for those things. You make it look organic. You make it look like it, it was just like a bunch of just people just decided this was a good thing to suddenly start talking about. Uh, but really, it, it was all manufactured to give that effect, to give that illusion so I think these businesses that buckle under the weight of cancel culture, they don't realize that it's someone who's got a vendetta against that that particular person or something, or heck, maybe it's just some rich CEO of some company who's like, you know what, I don't really like that guy. I want, I've been waiting for an excuse to try to get him... Uh, quote, canceled, unquote. So I'm just going to pay for these things, get those things out there, and then it's going to scare those businesses that he's attached to. Then they're going to go, oh, no, look at all these people talking about this thing. Oh, no. Because someone's going to see it trending on Twitter. And then, of course, they'll bring it into the business and go, oh, don't you see this? Oh, my gosh. It's interesting how Twitter has become this, any of the social networks, they become something that is referenced out there in the world. I'm still astonished that, that there are songs out there that reference cell phones. I remember when I was astonished when they referenced pagers. Like, I don't know, something about that. Um, I've just been suspicious of that kind of stuff. 
So cancel culture, uh, you know, who's the authority? Who's behind it all? That's what I always like to do is the Scooby-Doo. Who's behind it all? Who stirs up the ruckus in the first place? People on Twitter are saying, dun, dun, dun. Okay, who are the people on Twitter? People I paid for? Who's writing the article? One of the people I employ for that website that I own. And I also paid for the trending topic and the click farm, the troll farm. So now that's talked about in there. Then, then of course, the podcasts I own, I'll have them talk about the tweets too. So more and more and more, it looks like it's ubiquitous. I've really kept my eyes on this stuff. I tell you, I think just from doing extra work, background work, um, and I've been a paid seat filler before, so I know, you know, it's like when I see stuff going on, I go, hmm, there, there are some paid seat fillers out there. So, cancel culture is just such a, such an interesting thing. I don't think anyone should buckle under the weight of it. It's just, a, it's kids having temper tantrums. I got a poopy diaper. So... That's my two cents, or perhaps even uh, perhaps even a nickel. Hello, you're listening to Inspirato Projecto. It's four sixteen. I'm laying on the bed here, laying next to Marky. Saturday of the twenty sixth of February. Uh, yeah, the crew just played in. Um, uh, it was my first, we just got back a few hours ago. And uh, Yachtly Crew just played out in, and I documented some of this in the last episode. We just played in Roseville. And then uh, at a place called Goldfields. Which is interesting because I was talking to uh, Lisa Bowman, who's featured in one of the other episodes, recent episodes. I was talking with Lisa Bowman about Gold. She was getting the idea of gold a lot in her brain. And I'm working on a, an animation right now that deals with that. But also, we played at a place called Gold Fields, which is in Roseville, which is uh, kind of near San Francisco. And um, I just realized I have not yet done the transformative shifting cube today. I have not yet done it. Uh, then we just played Morro Bay last night at the Siren. Um... Remind me to tell you sometime about the stuff that Lisa Bowman told me, some, some of the, the huge amounts of insight that she got uh, because it was just exploding my brain. Huge amounts of synchronicities. This is day 15, maybe? I didn't do the transformative shifting cube yet. I did it yesterday. More synchronicities, more synchronicities. You know, the idea is to keep that high vibration going. What are the ways in which we can keep that high vibration going? What's the, some of the material, the music, the conversations we can have? Um, I always feel it's satisfying when I can come away from a conversation hanging out with someone and I know that we're, we're, we're just, it, it's the jazz. It's the word jazz. You're not worried about, there's no competition, no sort of any of that razzmatazz. So, Tara um, just texted me and she said, uh, 
I'm on the edge of my seat about Melanie Smith. Melanie Smith is the woman that I mentioned uh, in the podcast I just released yesterday. She is a, well, I wasn't going to say, I'm not going to tell you. She gave me a, Tara gave me a suggestion on what to do concerning Melanie Smith. And I don't think I've publicly released what I found of Melanie Smith's. So I put out the, put out the call. I went on to the Nextdoor app. I have not yet heard anything yet. Well, first of all, primarily because I have not logged on to there yet, to be honest with you. I just, I'm here. I'm laying on the bed with Marky, which, um, it's crazy. These are some of the last few days I'm going to be able to hang out with Marky and Oliver because my sister is moving out with her fiance. Jenny's going to be gone. It's interesting because, uh, ever since I met Lisa Bowman on TikTok and she started seeing those ravens, I of course started seeing more of these ravens around here. And you know what? Her raven, who she calls Renwick, uh, shows up all the time with his lady friend. And I've been seeing two big ravens lately. Ravens symbolize transformation, which is what I learned from Lisa Bowman, which I think is interesting because I uh, am a Sagittarius. I shoot the bow, hit the target. What else? I was born on 321 Arrowhead Trail. 321. I always had closeness, closeness to 321 contact. Um, so... Yeah, so Tara, Tara's like, I'm on the edge of my seat. What's going on with Melanie Smith? And it reminded me, I was going to text her about it, but I figured this would be a fun surprise, Tara, when you listen to this. Um, th- th- I think what popped in my brain about the thought of finding this thing of Melanie Smith's was uh, I had a frame of reference for it subliminally, and I just realized I unpacked it right now. It just, it just surfaced in my brain. Um, years ago, my buddy Sean Say and I, and Sean Say I recently hung out with, we shot, we shot some footage. I've been shooting a lot of footage with, uh, well, not a lot with Sean Say, but we shot as much as we could throughout that five, six hours we hung out. And I might've even done a podcast with him. I can't remember. Maybe I was just too busy shooting stuff. I'd hope that I shot some of the podcasts with him. He's a very funny guy. Very quick, very quick witted. Uh, we shot a lot of footage and Tara and I, Tara and Mark and I have been shooting footage when we go out to Giant Rock and we just hung out the other day. Um, I don't know if I recorded us talking around the grave. Did I? Did I? Maybe I did. Huh. I talked about it though, didn't I? Going to the graveyard. We were trapped in the graveyard. So, before I go down the story with the graveyard, which I believe I told you probably in the last episode. So maybe go check that out and get back to me. You can in, you can email me at inspiratoprojecto at gmail.com. You can let me know whether or not I told you the graveyard story. Uh, I On my TikTok, Inspirato Projecto, if you've got TikTok, I would love, love it if you followed me on there and then told me that you found me through the podcast. I would love it. Let's be TikTok friends. Let's make Let's do duets together. Let's make stuff. So, I found that thing on the ground a few days ago for Melanie Smith. And I put out the call to Nextdoor app. There are tons of Melanie Smiths living 
in this area out here. So um, I did what any sensible uh, uh, infinite spirit would would do was I went right down to the next door and I'd said, hey, get a hold of me. So this reminds me of a time when I was with my buddy Sean. Sean say, just got to make sure I form this connection here, this umbilical cord of knowledge, of knowledge, knowledge. Wow. If you really want knowledge, you have, you have to get away from the ledge. No ledge, baby. No ledge. So, or maybe that's what it is. You got to get on the ledge to get the knowledge. Maybe that's what it is. To know, to get the knowledge, but no ledge. The edge. Maybe that's what it is because you're standing on the edge. Interesting. No ledge, edge. That's good. That's good. So Shantae and I were walking around. We were walking around and we came across some tractors. I was going to get in there and turn on the key and just move the thing around a little bit because I had flashbacks of when I was a kid. My um, The kids we grew up on the block with, we would go across the street. There's a water reclamation plant and there's a creek that ran through. And the parents were always like, don't go by the creek. Don't, buy the, go, don't go by the creek. But we always went by the creek. There's open cornfields out there. We'd create all these great paths. And so, you know, Stand By Me was kind of like our... I felt such a closeness to that. We'd always go, skin it, skin it. And uh, Gordy just screwed the pooch. Oh, that was great. So they'd be doing this construction. We'd see an, a, a uh, not tractor, but like, what is it? What is it? Crane? You know, it comes down. It's like a Tyrannosaurus Rex. It's like the head goes, digs up the dirt. Looks like a Brontosaurus, maybe. Uh, sometimes the key would be in there. Or sometimes there would still be some steam left in the in the uh, hydraulics, and you can move some of these things. So I was going to do that. I was with Sean Say. I was having flashbacks of that, and I was going to do this thing. He's like, no, 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 we're not going to steal it. I'm like, no, I'm not going to steal it. I don't have any intention of stealing it. A tractor, a construction work, uh, construction vehicle. I have no intention of doing that either. I just want to move it around a little bit. I just want to move around a little bit. So what was interesting was in that area, had we not stopped there, talk about intuition, right? He wouldn't let me drive the thing. I was like, all right, all right. On the ground, we found someone's uh, credit card. Her name was Terry McVary. Believe it or not, this is a real name, Terry McVary. And what did we do? Did we, I think, I think we used our trusty cellular, cellular devices and we looked up Terry McFerry. I don't know if we had her, did we have her? Oh no, it was her, her license. It was Terry McFerry's license. That's what it was. It was her license. So, um, did we have cell phones back then? Huh. But we documented it. We made a document of going to Terry McVeary's house. What's tricky is I want to show this thing. I want to put this out there. It's just that, I mean, now her name is out there. Do you redact the name? Uh, do you redact her face? But still show the house? Uh, do you say what town it was in? You know, there, there are some of these things. But uh, this was a true lottery winner right here. 
you know, this is one of those moments where you're just like, dude, I won a lottery on this. And we found Terry McVeary. Sure enough, we brought that license to her. She goes, oh my gosh, I didn't realize it was missing. I was out there jogging earlier today. We're walking under these great bridges, these old bridges, which uh, I think they have like a fence up there or something, like something to, they have some kind of thing on the side because people, it was such a beautiful, it was like the Golden Gate Bridge, you know, you always hear about suicides on there. And apparently that's what was going on with this bridge. People were jump, you know, plummeting off this thing. It was like they want one last beautiful thing to look at. Coach Dolores Cannon says, you cannot have that easy way out. You just, you just repeat, you just repeat another life. Very similar to what you, you have to get through the karma. But while we were walking out there, we came across this mysterious thing, another mysterious thing. Uh, It was bales of hay and it had targets on it. And we, were there any arrows in there? I don't think so. But we realized, oh my gosh, these are targets out here. People come out here. There's probably about 10 of them. But then there are a few other of, of these others. And you wonder, was this always out here? Or was this something that, like, did homeless people set up? Did hunting enthusiasts? Who set these targets up out here? How long have they been there? Was it part of the park district? That's what we called it growing up, the park district park district. That's where you went to go take soccer lessons, for instance, swimming lessons, archery classes. I took archery classes there. That's where we went, where the big sled hill was. So maybe this was one of those things that like maybe they took archery classes down there or something. Archery is, archery is great. Once you understand, I mean, it. wow. I was really good at the archery. Really good. Josh, uh, because he was so into archery, he was great. Everything Josh did, phenomenal. My brother, skateboarding, bam. One thing my dad taught us growing up was never do, you know, do not, never do a thing half-assed. Just never do anything half-assed. Like if you're gonna do it, bam, be committed to it. Wow, be committed to it. Little did I realize that advice would echo years later when I ended up going to Columbia College. That was one of the big things. Commit to character. Commit to character. Commit to the character. Like Andy Coffin, plays it to the hilt. Bam. No turning back. Like a beat poet. I got this poster of Jack Kerouac on the wall. Here we go. I love this quote so much and I'm reading it to you. The only people for me are the mad ones. The ones who are mad to be... You know what, by the way, this program brought to you by Inspirato Projecto. Inspirato Projecto. So here we go. Jack Kerouac presents. Actually, you know what? I'll end this here. We'll have Jack. Jack Kerouac will be back very shortly. Thanks for listening to Inspirato Projecto. I'm so excited. I'm happy to announce that I called up Wells Fargo. I don't know why this didn't... I didn't try this before, but I called him right up. I told him what happened. And uh, good news is, Melanie Smith has indeed um, lost her card. His credit card. You probably already figured that out. Um, so I called it up, called, uh, called up the Farg 
called called up the Farg, and I said, "Hey Farg, um, I have this F- Fargan card, and um, it belongs belongs to this Melanie Smith gal, to this this uh, this character." And so lickety split, wouldn't you know? Fixed it right away. No problemo, hombre. Thank you for following in this mystery, contributing your ideas, scratching your skulls, wondering what's happening next. What's going on with Melanie Smith? Will she receive her card? Will these two beings meet in person? What does she look like? What does she sound like? What are her thoughts? Ever do that? You ever sit at a stoplight? I remember I do that all the time. I'd be at a stoplight. I'd glance over. I'd look at the people. I'd look at the people. i go, these people all came from somewhere. This is what they call the moment before. If you're doing acting, they call, what's the moment before? You walked into the scene, but what were you doing before? Are you nervous about something? Are you hungry? You're like, oh, man. You just, your stomach just went, you're like, well, I'm hungry. Uh, do you smell, do you know, do you hear something in the ceiling? Huh? What, huh? what? Do you smell the aromas of what's cooking on the, on the oven, on the uh, stove top? So you're like, ooh, what is that, what is that? What happened before? Did you have trouble uh, parking the car? Was it easy? Maybe you're happy about how easy it was. Are you checking your pockets? Wait, wait, what is that? Did I put my keys in the right pockets? Yeah, okay. Mm. You know, you do that, one of those things. Mm-hmm. Yep, yep. So I would sit at these stoplights and I'd look at these people and I'd wonder, what goes on in their life? Do they have animals? How many animals? What kind? What kind of relationship do they have with them? What's their family like? Do they have a family? Are they living by themselves? What are they out here for? What are they thinking about right now? What were they thinking about before? What are they thinking about next? What are they hoping will happen? What are they excited about that happened? What are they proud of that they did? What things do they get the most accolades for? What can they own as theirs, truly theirs? That's theirs, their own thoughts, their own behaviors, their own preferences, preferences. What are they? What are their dreams? What kind of exciting surprises have they had in their lives? Can we trace those back to something? Wouldn't that be great? You have a synchronicity measurer. The synchronicity measurer. And maybe what they do, it's like a psychiatrist. Okay, what are the synchronicities this week? What are the synchronicities this week? That's what you got to do each week. You got to... You got to send them in. You got to write them all down. Maybe that's what I'm going to become, a synchronicity measurer. I'll put up on Fiverr. I'll say, look, I'll meet with you each week. Um, I don't know, an hour, 50 bucks online. We talk about all your synchronicities. And then guess what? I get to use it for a podcast. And now you're, you're out there. You're... You know, there it is. And we can chart your progress. And uh, progress in terms of the intention of perhaps wanting to make synchronicities happen 
or, or expect them to happen a lot sooner, a lot quicker, a lot more frequent. So maybe you chart that. You go, okay, well, this is what I'd like. I'd like to be able to bring my synchronicities in closer. You know, so instead of a skipping pen, it's one long, one long line. There's a through line. There are no speed bumps, in other words. There's no speed bumps. So, the sun has gone down. It's like it got that blue color out there. I'm getting visions of uh, 1984 blues, or maybe like uh, Ozark. Ozark has a lot of blues, just very blue. That texture of the clouds is great. The textures, I like these textures. Wow. I just found out Mind Blaster. Of course it makes sense. I knew that there would be Venn diagrams. Each of these interesting people that I've been meeting lately. Wow. Um, Mary. Mary Milhone. Um, she was the one who had the portal at the coach house. And we talked when we were stepping inside the portal. Lisa Bowman is from TikTok. Interviewed her on the podcast. I'm going to interview Mary as well. This is the interesting thing. Mary knows the granddaughter of Sylvia Brown. Lisa Bowman knows all about, all about Sylvia Brown. Loved Sylvia Brown. Mourned her when she transitioned. And then um, she knows all about her granddaughter. And so Mary knows the granddaughter. She's friends with her. And I'd like to see this cosmic... <laughs> They're both they're both highly clairvoyant. It's been it's been an experiment. I'll put it this way: this is this is this has been an experiment I've wanted to see happen for the longest time. Seeing like amplifying the power. Another powerful uh, one who can speak to the undead actually is Rebecca Foster. I think she would be part of the uh, what I what I'm gonna what I'm tentatively titling clairvoyant court. So one who can speak with the afterlife, yes, ancestors, channels. Um, I'm not gonna get deep into it. I I might have talked about it on another podcast. However, um, this would be a reality. Uh, however, it could also work in television format, movie format. But I don't know. See, some see that, that that's what was interesting. This podcast started out with me wanting to document my ideas for myself and not worrying about copyright stuff or any of that jazz. Um, but it's like, man, these are like your babies. You know, when you got these ideas, you're wondering if I share it, is that now, you know, one would think that if I shared ideas on here, this would be my ultimate idea. My thing, because with the sketchbooks and Wonder Wander and um, any any of these things I've created, my hope has 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 been that someone wants to collaborate with me. Like, let's say if it gives them an idea, I've been thinking about like writing out an entire book of all my ideas, all my ideas, just get it all out there, so all my ideas are published. 
Now, would that, would that, you know, if someone takes the root of my idea and makes an entire movie out of it, that's not copyright infringement or something, is it? See, the idea of me putting out the ideas would be so I could cooperate and collaborate in the creation of that, of that project. So many times we hear about these phenomenal writers putting out these ideas and then some other director, someone else goes, <laughs> some agency swipes it up. <laughs> Happened to my buddy Ryan, actually. Ryan McGonigal, the guy who um, did Legend of Fall Creek and Black Pumpkin and we're, we're getting financing together for House in the Middle of Nowhere, which, by the way, if you're a fan of... Uh, Texas Chainsaw Massacre, The Hills Have Eyes, Last House, Last House on the Left. That's what this movie is going to be like. The house in the middle of nowhere. And, uh, we've been wanting to get this thing going for like three years. I think I told you about this. Uh, four years, actually. But then, uh, the quarantine happened. And, uh, so just now we're starting back up, getting financing going. Raising 200000 there's a certain uh, SAG budget thing. So right now I think we have 35000 in the bank from people who, who have wanted to uh, contribute. Because investors will get back 100%, 120%. 18 months after the movie is, well, from release date, to be honest. So you have to wait for making the movie, us to make the movie, and then... And then waiting for the distributor to then distribute it. We have a distributor, Uncorked Entertainment. And um, so he gives us facts and figures on these things. And so then we show those facts and figures that he shows us on the kinds of numbers that could come flowing through there from this, from a, a particular kind of movie, if it has particular things in it. And then we show that to the investors and that makes them real, you know, feeling very, Assured, rest assured. I'm looking up on the refrigerator here and I see a picture of my dad and me and my grandpa and trying to imagine, you know, I'm trying to think like how old is my dad in this picture? He was probably younger in this picture than I am right now. That's what baffles me. When, when you see stuff like that and you look at this and you go, oh my gosh, this... This is, it doesn't have the, the date on it. But it was when I was in West Side Story. Glenbard North High School. No, yeah, West Side Story. I think this was, I think this was Glenbard North, yeah. I was also in a different, uh, version. Gosh, this is great. Grandpa, dad, and me. Look at these guys. Wow. Grandpa. It's like he's like looking right through the, the photograph. Oh, wow. Wow. So, yeah. I want Mary and Lisa to meet each other. Any of, the, any of these extraordinary people I've been, been meeting lately who I've been recognizing as fellow... You know, star seeds, one might say. What other, what other realms have we known each other in? 
So, uh, Jenny's coming back. She's been moving to her new locale. And I was very pleased to come home and see the cats here. But she's coming back. And uh, if she needs more help, I will most likely go with her. The ravens have been coming around more. Lisa told me that ravens symbolized transformation. And there is a lot of transformation happening. Here, listen to this. So you never know where the found poetry is going to emerge. You never know. That's why it's so great to be able to have this podcast and be able to record these things in real time. Cinema verite, like veritas, truth. Truth cinema. You're listening to truth cinema, enema, cinema. Uh, One thing I'd like to do is... Either through Google. Did I talk about this? Skype, Google. Um, I was offered the ability to start doing videos on Spotify. So um, that's what I'm thinking. That's what I'm thinking of doing some of this. Recording some of this, you know, high vibration stuff. Putting it out on the podcast. Getting it in video formatica. Skype, Google Hangout, something like that. Maybe it's live while while it's happening. Let's put out the intention for me to get back into K Chung Studios. I'm sure I still have my slot. Mondays, 1 to 3 p.m. 1 to 3, is that what it was? No, the first and third Monday. That's what it was. I like the idea of having a radio show on Mondays because, you know, so many people, they don't like they don't like the Mondays. Oh, you got a case of the Mondays. Uh, then you got Garfield over there. Oh, I hate Mondays. Hey, John, I hate Mondays. Hey, John, where's my cup of coffee? Hey, John, where's my Joe? John, give me my Joe. Johnny, where's my Joey? Johnny, Johnny, Joey, stat. Johnny, Johnny, Joey, stat. Before you know it, Garfield is just on a rampage all because of Monday. That would be, be an actual interesting movie, like sort of like a werewolf instead of on a moon. It happens on Mondays. Something happens on Mondays. We've had all these movies that take place on holidays. St. Patrick's Day, Valentine's Day. Those are the Those are the major ones. But I've never seen... Um, a series or a movie just take place, bam, like Mondays, bam, bam. So each episode is on a different Monday, maybe, but it's always there's something going on. Maybe, maybe at the at the at the start of the day, it's like being a werewolf, but at the start of the day, because I think on on full moons, it's only throughout the night. But this is backwards. This is during the day. Monday. 
it's like, uh-oh, the Mondays are coming up. Monday is coming up. Oh, boy. Oh, boy. People base everything that they're doing around that Monday because they know. I'm not saying it's like the purge, but there are specific people. You know, and then, of course, you got the uh, detectives out there trying to figure out why is this happening? Are there chemtrails in the sky? Are they doing something to food resources? What are they doing? You know, someone's putting two and two together. And, well, you know, at the local grocery store, I noticed they had this new brand of this thing, and I was a little curious about it. They called it plant-based biological product. Uh, I, I don't know. I'm trying to be a vegan, you know. I had to get this thing. It's, it's plant-based. I had to get this thing. I don't I, I just don't want to eat something that was once alive or had a mother. As Fred Rogers says, I don't want to eat something that had a mother. So I thought I would go ahead and get this thing. It was biological. It was biologically safe. It was logically bio, the most biological thing I could find. Uh, it is. It was plant-based, too. It was kind of plant-based, too. Yeah, it's a head uh, You know, it was sentient. It was thinking and screaming every time I took a bite of it when I put on my sandwich bread. But, yeah. I mean, it's plant-based. It's plant-based. You know, it's plant-based. What are you gonna do? You know, what are you gonna do? It's plant-based. I mean, uh, yeah, yeah. It's plant. It's plant. It's plant-based. It's plant-based. That's a tricky thing to get yourself to get to get to get myself into. Is well, you know, I know that if you hook up plant waves to trees, uh, limbs leaves, etc., and so forth, you'll notice there, there's a frequency. Hold on, what do we got here? What do we got here? Who? The people in your apartment complex, in your apartment complex, in your apartment complex. So just be careful of the Mondays, Undays, Undays. I'm writing that down. I'm writing it down. There's a, uh, an arcade nearby, and I keep thinking, okay, how can I factor that arcade into a movie? How can I do it? I wants to do it. I wants to do it. I wants to do it. Hmm. Here, some more. Here's some more. They're just so loud. It's like the singing frog. It's like as soon as you go up to the singing frog, he's like, ribbit, ribbit. It happens to the best of us. You know, trust me on this one. For once, for once in my life, will you just trust me on this one? Just this one. I mean, please, let me have something, okay? Just this once, man. So I'm trying to breathe better. I'm trying to breathe, like, all the way up. I mean, really up. Past the point that you... And then... You keep, you keep, yeah, all the way out, all the way out, all the way out. 
<coughs> and then back in. All the way up. Open up that diaphragm. In all the way. Okay, fast. Oh, that's great. Oh, boy. Wake up that mitochondria. What a way to wake up that mitochondria. Mitochondria. Mitochondria, dude. Mitochondria. So, yeah, I'm writing them down, getting them down. I didn't do the transformative shifting cube yet today, so I will after these messages. Um, because... Uh, I made a vow to myself, and I didn't do it this morning. I did not. I did not. And that's why I'm gonna do. That's why I'm gonna do now. You know what I mean? You gotta live. You gotta live. You gotta do what you gotta do. All right. All right. Uh, take care, and I truly hope that you appreciate the next segment coming right up. Right up. I also want to take this moment to say thank you, Rob Broski from Twin Peaks. Thank you, Mickey Dolans from the Monkees. Thank you, Fearlessly Phoenixing, who I interviewed uh, very recently. Thank you for contributing your voices to this episode. Um, so what you're about to hear next is a little bit of a conversation I had with my sister Jenny. She, um, at this point, today is the 11th, 2022, March 11th. Um, her birthday is coming up, actually. So at this point, she has moved mostly out into the new place. I've got the cats here for a short time until she gets everything unpacked and ready to rock and roll. But I wanted to share this with you. Maybe you have a brother or a sister. Maybe you've lived with them in your later years and you grew accustomed to having them around and being able to reminisce about the olden days and stuff like that. Anyway, here we go. Thanks for listening to Inspirato Projecto. And then Mike's mom met us at um, Mike's place, Kevin's place. And, uh, we loaded boxes, like his, like unloaded stuff from like his pantry, like boxed that up, and then um, I wrapped up like some of his pictures that he hang, had hanging on the walls and stuff like that. Is most of his stuff gone? Or in the new place? Yeah. Yeah. Um, he just has like little things here and there, but all the big stuff is moved in, so that's good stressor so we're just the bathroom is nice because there's two sinks and then just like we each have our own sink and then but like you know with with these like under the sink like i have like two full things where here it's like i just have one. Oh yeah I'm like shit i'm trying to like you know like so you have a bathroom stuff i was like yeah i'm a girl i have a hair dryer i have a straightener i have brushes i have makeup i have you know i have lotions i like i have more stuff than a guy is gonna have you know and i'm like and also 
at the at, you know this apartment I had two full things to go like, oh, really I'm like yeah I had more space so it's like now I have to downsize uh-huh. you know because I have to allow him to have his space for his stuff. yeah like, yeah can't be like okay I'm gonna put my <laughs> you know like. Jimmy Allen, what can I do for you? It's funny because Oliver will meow in the other room. Jenny's pretty much moved out. I I helped her yesterday. Um, that's what you just previously heard was my sister Jenny talking about moving. And um, so maybe this relates to you. Maybe you're moving out of your your place soon. Maybe you're moving in into your own place for the first time. Uh, maybe it's time, maybe you need a change of scenery and you're going to a whole nother country or a whole nother, um, town in the U.S. Maybe you're pursuing your dreams. You're going, you know what? I'm going to go pursue my dreams. Remember when I came out to, um, California, February 23rd, by the way, I believe I talked about this on one of my other podcast episodes. Um, February 23rd, 2000 is when I came out to California. So their anniversary just happened. 22 years of being out here. Following, following the uh, inspiration. Now, as you well know, I've been uh, coming across some very intriguing people on uh, TikTok. TikTok is a wonderful place to find like-minded people because the way that the algorithm or or at least as as i know it how the algorithm works is that it gives you more of kind of what you're looking for or what your your wheelhouse as one might say is so it connects you with these other people who are aware of your frequency people you can geek out with talk shop with you find these people who are in a sense you find the other reflections of yourself that's the easiest way i could i could say it really we're going to look at it from a spiritual aspect. You're finding other aspects of yourself, which is really cool when you think about that. Because that the, those, you know, when you come across stuff like that, what that then is showing you is that you're not alone in having these particular thoughts or ideas. And how, how much of a joy is that to know, like, you know, whether you were bullied when you were a little kid, whether you were just quiet, maybe no one understood you, maybe... Um, you know, any number of things as to why maybe you kept to yourself or why you didn't share aspects of your visions, your experiences, um, your intuitions, your 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 uh, midnight travels. Well, maybe you were astral traveling. Who knows? Who knows? There could be any number of things. So you hid that. You kept that quiet. Uh, TikTok. You know, more people are feeling brave about giving their stories. Young lady on the episode of 11.11. I love it. We also had Lisa Bowman talk about her experiences, what she's gone through. We had Rob Fronabarger, who um, I talked to concerning my QHHT session with him. The You know, revelations, some of the revelations. Stay tuned, by the way. I will be making a series of TikTok videos concerning my whole experience uh, during that QHHT session with Rob because 
lot of profound things blipped their way through the antennae. And I really would get such a kick out of sharing that with you. I'm gonna, we're, we're all going to get a kick out of sharing it together because chances are either you've thought about these things before, it's hap they've happened to you, or you're just plain, you just love hearing stories from the fringe like I do. I love hearing stories from the fringe. Um, so, as a result of this, you know, there's Lisa Bowman, who we talked about. There's Rob Farnabarger. There's young other young lady who talked about her UFO abductions. Each of these people coming forward, giving their stories. Feeling safe to talk about their experiences. To spill the beans. I'm putting some mustard on this bun right now, I'm, I'm having a uh, bean burger. Bean burger. If you would have asked me as a kid, Kurt, would you ever be eating, can you imagine yourself eating a bean burger? I'd be like, no, I hate beans. And second of all, that just sounds strange. But now here it is. In this day and age, we could do this kind of thing. So, one of these extraordinary, extraordinary beings that uh, blipped across the time-space continuum and started appreciating um, and getting a kick out of and, and interacting with. I just love interacting with people who interact with the videos. I love it. Because these are, these are the people. These are the people that you resonate with. These are the people of your neighborhood, so to speak. Your neighborhood. The people who understand your frequency. The people you can really go stretch out in front of. All that is very important. Very, 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 very important. You want to be able to stretch out wide and far and in front of people, with people, in a journey together, collaboration. So, fearlessly phoenixing. This gal who, a uh, wonderful spirit, wonderful spirit. You know, I, I'm just, this is what I'm following now. The more people that I'm coming across who I feel a familiarity with, a strong familiarity with, because, uh, she, in, in her videos, they're always very, very filled with love, compassion, um, golden rule, all for one, one for all. Just great sentiments for, as a spirit, as a spirit being that she has in her videos. And then, and then also, every once in a while, she starts talking about synchronicities, synchronicities. For those of you who listen to this, uh, this uh, podcast, you know that, oh my gosh, I just love synchronicities. I love them. My favorite thing is to talk about. So, fearlessly phoenixing, which actually, I'll play you a message uh, from her on the uh, voice messages. Play her on, play her voice message on there so you can hear her. Um, and then please, of course, check out check out her podcast because she's already got two episodes up already, already, fifteen minute episodes. Very quick, simple, um, and power-packed with uh, nutritious cosmic information. I really would like to get my episodes down to 15 minutes. That would be a good, a good thing. Maybe 33. Because 369. You know, to wrap in... Uh, Wrap in those living numbers as Nikolai Tesla. 
Um, this being burger, I just have to point out has corn in it. Um, some kind of, I think, I suspect maybe, maybe there's some meat. Uh, what are they called? Crumbles. The, the, the vegan meat crumbles. <laughs> Hello, meat crumbles. Hello, meat crumbles. Meat crumbles. The meat crumble. Hello there. I'm Meat Crumble. Hello there. Nice to meet you. I'm Meat Crumbles, the Meat Crumble. Hey, no need to eat that real meat. Tuck in your lobster bib and pull up a chair. Meat Crumble. Hey, that's me. I'm Meat Crumble. <laughs> Um, the hits just keep on coming, right? So, fearlessly phoenixing. Thank you, by the way, for breaking bread with me. Breaking bread. It's a parody, right? Instead of breaking bad. It's, maybe it's about an Amish community. They may just make bread. And it's just about people breaking bread with each other. No conflict. Um, maybe the main, maybe the conflict is the uh, nature. Maybe based on whatever creatures are living in the forest at the time. What have you. All right. I'm being rude, aren't I? I'm eating while I'm talking to you. So I'm going to take a moment now. Take a sip of my coffee. Mm. Mm. I realize now I was just so rude before when I was busy. Uh eating my uh, <clears throat> mm. I was so rude before when I was mm. boy oh boy is that a lip smacker <laughs> I realize now just how rude I was I was so rude welcome to the ASMR part of the Peru crew I hope you sensitive senses for uh, being so rude and and chewing chewing loudly sloppily Um, I mean come on get the get the lip smacking out of here you know what I mean you just gotta get 
steps back and I'll get it out of here. Okay? Let's make this agreement. Let's not, let's not. Mm. Let's not drink any more, any more liquids on the air, live on the air. We're live on the air. Let's not eat while we're live on the air. Our ratings are gonna plummet. I've been reading this Mr. Rogers biography book lately, and it's interesting how Mr. Rogers stays true to his to himself. He follows through with his intuition, with his heart. He follows his heart. He honors his truth. He's a good man. He he is the change he wants to see in the world. He's treating his society phenomenal, and Mr. Rogers' neighborhood is an exact replica of. The, the wonderful life that he had growing up and the vibe that he got from his neighbors and the way that everyone took care of each other and were there for each other and um, the golden rule, you know, which I talk about all the time. But it's worth remembering. It's worth mem- uh, mentioning and it's worth applying. Most importantly, most importantly. Golden rule, baby. Golden rule. There must be a band called Golden Rule. I imagine it's an entire concept album. And all their songs are ways in which the Golden Rule was applied. It's something to think about. Anyway, Fearlessly Phoenixing is going to be interviewed on this podcast about all of the extraordinary insight synchronicities. She's been writing down synchronicities ever since she's 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 like... Uh, I think halfway through the episode, it's a two, it's two hours, this episode. You, usually when I talk to these dynamic people, it's two hours. I try to keep my episodes one hour, at least around an hour. Sometimes it dips its toe into the 12-minute mark, which this episode might do. However, uh, I cannot say it will do that. You know what I mean? I cannot say that it is something I will do. Uh, who knows? This episode might end up being 54 minutes long. That's fine. It means I can shuffle in some other things. The main point here is don't eat while you're talking on the podcast. Don't drink. Certainly don't drink. Nobody appreciates the lip smacking. And that's my third and final offer. That's my third and final offer. By the way, that buzz, I'm going to bring you right on over here. This is the Ozonator. See, there's that, but check out the bubbles. Can you hear them? Ozone. So there you go. You never know what you're going to get here on the podcast. I'm not responsible for it. I just channel it. I don't take any responsibility for this. Uh, uh, uh. Nope. Mm-mm. I signed an agreement that I would not take responsibility for any of the words coming out of my mouth. And I'm sticking to that agreement. 
I signed the contract with, by the way, my signature in cursive, which I know is a rare commodity these days. Such a rare. Mm. Mm. Rare commodity. Rare commodity. I'm looking forward to talking to Fearlessly Phoenix Singh. You gotta check out her podcast. I bet you by the time I release this, there will be three epiphanies up there. And maybe by listening to these interviews, listening to uh, these dynamic opinions coming, you know, channeling through these wonderful folks, it will then inspire you to share your ideas. Maybe you want to be on a on uh, Inspirato Projecto. So check out Inspirato Projecto on TikTok. We can become friends on there. There's also Inspirato Projecto on uh, Instagram. You can call the hotline 561-203-9179. 561-203-9179. Hold on. Let me sing the official theme song. 561-203-9179. Boom, 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 boom. 561 203 Nine one seven nine boom 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 five six one two zero three nine one seven nine nine five six one two zero three nine one seven nine one seven Nine one seven niner. Send it in voicemail. It's a voicemail. You don't even have to talk to anyone. Just leave your paranormal activities, etc., and so forth. Do you know how to speak? Do you know how to channel a different language that you never knew what it was you were actually saying? Go ahead, channel a different language. Try it. Give it a try. I'll play it on the episode. I like the uh, crowd participation. What can I say? What can I say? I just said it. I just said it. Thanks for listening to Inspirato Projecto. And now... There he is, ladies and gentlemen, Oliver the Cat, drinking water. That was extraordinary performance art. Thank you. Hey there. I think I found the podcast okay. I'm not too sure how this works. If this voice message is actually going to your 
like voicemail thing or this comes right to you but I figured I would just test this and make sure it worked hi it's Mickey Dolans here you're listening to Inspirato Projecto It's a face palm, a face palm, a balm of calm, like an napalm bomb. It's a face palm, a face palm, crumbly malm of loamy alms. And how soon do you think you to, to do it again? It's a face palm, a face palm, here come alms playing Brahms and prom. And how soon do you think you to, to do it again? And the homes from Guam, Guam to the cable comes. Are the Grom Rom Diatoms Glom in their moms? It's a face palm, a face palm. The book of Psalms and rhymes and rums. And how soon do you think you'll do it again?